today we have mr mudit saxena with us he is from uae yeah mudit ji your introduction okay. basically yeah. uh, you know i've been a c suite leader uh, i worked in about uh, five countries for the last three decades and uh, what i've done is basically besides you know all of us work for a living but one of my passions is is mindfulness and i've tried to actually incorporate that in my work and work life as well as my personal life and i think that's made a big difference uh, you know in my life so i'm really on a mission to transform a million people to uh, adopt mindfulness and that's a little wow. bit about me that that's a great mission in fact a million people is a large number because i'm on a you know mission to help 6 million people and i know how large how big is that mission i can understand it's a huge mission that you are on thank you so much now i would love to know from each one of you what is the definition of stress according to you what gives you stress that's more important what gives you stress if you could share with us what gives you stress meanwhile i would love to tell you what gives me stress uh, madit uh, you know uh, most of the targets that we set for ourselves when they are underachieved it gives me little stress and uh, the way i think that things should be done you know in the professional world and if these are not done that gives me little uh, anxiety sometimes and uh, yeah um, uh, you know situations tend to give us all uh the uh, stress this could be the temporary stress but they do give us the stress so what gives you stress uh, madit okay what gives me stress uh i think i give more people stress because i'm not stressed generally in life so okay. <laughs> no uh, you <laughs> know it's basically yeah. uh you know because i've been in this journey and i can assure, you know i can empathize with what you've been saying right because the world teaches us to achieve the world teaches us to go outward right when things are not like as richard says when things are not going as per my plans but yeah. that's your intention right? yeah now when we don't want to if you look at and understand stress typically it's really your psychological and your physical response to a situation that you think you cannot control okay that's as close as you can get to a medical definition So if you were to listen and see everybody's reasons the reasons are all different right yeah. somebody's spouse gives you stress somebody's boss gives you stress somebody's uh, you know not being able to go out during corona gives you stress so the you know the uh, absolutely like um, potiphar said you know perfectionism right so where is it is stress outside or inside yeah you know stress is is within you yeah right and if yeah. it's a psychological uh, response then you've got to understand that it's basically depends on your ability yeah to deal with the external world right yeah. so let's say for example some of it can be genetic you know yeah. some of us tend to be a little more hyper than others but yeah. the good thing is that learning to deal with stress is a learned response so if mm-hmm. you start changing your perception to the world outside then your mm-hmm. ability to be stressed will be you know we can change significantly Absolutely. so those people who react strongly you know who have strong likes and dislikes yeah. i like this country i don't like that country i like this religion i don't like that religion i like this cricketer i don't like that cricketer i like this singer i don't if you're very strong then yeah. your chances of actually being tossed about on the sea of life is much higher yeah Sure. but in the definition if you you know with mindfulness it's not just about uh, meditation or whatever it's mm-hmm. an attitude of change 
Mm. When you start looking at life is, you know, the fact that you are part of the interconnected universe, mm -hmm. right? That the environment yeah. is a part of you, the people around you are a part of you, your family is a part of you, the world is a part of you. Yeah. You then tend to take a much larger and a more distinct view of life rather than yeah. being very, very inward focused. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's read some of the comments that have come and then we'll continue the discussion. Dushyant says, stress is nil if you live in present without prejudice. So absolutely, it's very, very important, Dushyant. I agree. Uh, however, at the same time, I personally feel that uh, practically speaking, sometimes it becomes challenging uh, to live uh, in present without prejudice. I think Mudit will agree with me. Let's read some more. So Hassan says, stress is always available and it's pushing you forward. And sometimes stress makes you more responsible person. Stress sometimes is a positive sign absolutely bang on strongly agree with you uh, meanwhile swapnil says uh, that uh, good afternoon good afternoon swapnil how have you been uh, and i received your profile also we'll talk about it uh, in the dm and then uh, uh, we have already read about hassan's abhishek says uh, let me read abhishek's comment not having much control over a particular situation in personal and professional life gives him the stress yeah that's that's the story with the, each one of us most of the time uh, and mudit also rightly said that you know uh, it's uh, when we do not have uh, control over situations we tend to feel the stress Meanwhile, Manoj Gulati says, Manoj Gulati from Gurgaon, look forward to learn more on mindfulness. Definitely, Manojji, we are going to do a live session with uh, Madhuji today. And uh, then uh, Potiphar uh, says, what gives me stress sometimes is my perfection. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, then Charles says, what is the show about? So Charles, today we are going to learn uh, how to do mindfulness. In the description, you've already read that, you know, I have highlighted eight uh, celebrities and top executives of the corporate world, wherein they practice their meditation. So today we are going to learn how to do one uh, session of mindfulness. This will give you insights as to how Madhit has been doing for over the years and what are the instant benefits uh, you can immediately start getting. Shidush has written, in my opinion, stress is the human tendency of panicking and lamenting over unprecedented circumstances, thus distracting us from actually solving the problem at hand. Do you really think, uh, Mudit, this could be the definition of stress and we could well accept this kind of a definition? Yeah, Mudit, on to you. Okay. Uh, you know, actually, if you look at all the comments, right, there was a yeah. comment also that stress is good. Right? Yeah. So there's actually yeah. two kinds of stress. Yeah. Okay. One is called good stress. And that's yeah. very well known as U-stress, E-U, U-stress. Right. You can Google that. Okay. okay? Yeah. So it's really the, you know, there was a, there's this concept of flow. Mm -hmm. when, and the definition of flow is when, let's say, your challenge meets your skill level. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, uh, if you're playing, if you're a very, very good uh, cricket player or a tennis player or a soccer player and you have somebody who's, you know, or you have an opponent who's not so good, that's mm -hmm. not going to really challenge you, right? Yeah. But when you have something, because your skill is higher than the challenge. Yeah. Okay. But when your skill, let's say, for example, you're really challenged and you have good skill. When your skill meets challenge and they're at a similar level, then you don't feel stress at all. 
but to push you to that level you need a certain amount of stress so you know that ability to get driven from inaction to a certain level of action is good and that's what good stress is about yeah. but it's okay till it's a challenge you can handle and Absolutely. then what begins to happen is that that challenge psychologically because it's everybody's individual perception right so yeah. my perception of what i cannot deal with is very different from uh you know somebody else's yeah a musician biggest challenge is how to do maths yeah right but a software engineer or a geek you know tell him to play music it's going to be very very stressful absolutely right? So for those people who are comfortable speaking in public it's not a stress but for those who just you know and that's considered one of the biggest fears in this world is that you know when somebody asks you to speak on stage or something and a lot of people can't handle it so stress varies because it's your individual psychological response absolutely so how absolutely. you deal with it right yeah. make a big um, difference yeah, yeah. your own so, ability to deal yeah one of the ways of dealing with stress uh, as uh, you've uh, you know in the previous conversations you have uh, rightly pointed out is the practice of mindfulness so i would love to know everyone's viewpoint what's your take on what is mindfulness meanwhile i have picked up some definition from wikipedia which says that you know mindfulness is the practice of purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment without judgment so there are three keywords which i have picked up from this one is bringing one's attention second is to the experiences occurring in the present moment and third is without judgment now i would love to know through you mudit because you have been experiencing mindfulness for quite some time how did your journey start and does that definition of yours fit into this one yes so you know this is a very good uh, textbook definition is what i was sharing with the audience a little so mm -hmm. it's it's right right mm -hmm. so let's say for example if you go out for a walk and you've got your phone right mm -hmm. and you're constantly answering messages right you're going to miss the trees you're going to miss the sound of the birds you're going to miss uh, you know everything that nature has to offer right mm -hmm. so what have you done you all of us as individuals we are born with awareness fundamentally we're all very very aware when you're a baby you know you smile at a baby the baby will smile back right because it's aware at that time but we tend to lose that focus because we tend to go very outward in life right so the world teaches you that you'd better to be you know today if you were to look at it you've got your whole day planned right i've got yeah. to do this in the morning i've got to do this in the afternoon this in the evening whatever so we've all mm -hmm. got in this habit of doing mm -hmm. you know but we're supposed to be human beings today we have become human doing because we're constantly trying to do stuff right yeah. so this awareness is there with us actually but because we've distracted ourselves we're not fully this awareness is not there with us which is why now we have a definition which says you know i have to practice with a purpose right i have to make an attempt to become more mindful why so i have to make an attempt to do that and the thing is that when even when you do make an attempt right you are focused on a situation and the situation may not go the way you want it so if you're not if you don't if you pass a judgment right so those of us who are in the subcontinent will 
you know, if you're supporting your favorite team playing whatever sport, if it's not going, you know, according to you, you won't like it. Yeah. But a mindfulness approach is being non-judgmental, which says, okay, the situation is happening. I may or may not like it, mm -hmm. but I still have a choice in the way I want to respond. Right. Sure. So those people who are very, very high strung, typical A uh, category, A type of people, right? They want things their way. So it's like we said, right? All of us want uh, success, money, home, car, whether you have the ability or not, you know, that's a separate issue. But we want everything too fast, too soon. When you don't get it, then you people get stressed, they get disappointed, they get whatever. Absolutely. You know, so moving away from trying to control situations and accepting, you do your best. And then mm -hmm. whatever the outcome is, your ability mm -hmm. to you know, accept it non-judgmentally, neither right nor wrong, and go ahead and make your own choices that are best and more appropriate. But we don't do yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really the uh, you know, critical point from uh, yeah. explaining it from a point of view of a textbook. Yeah. So I'll come to it. I'll come to it. You have rightly mentioned that, you know, what, what's usually mentioned in the textbooks is we usually don't do it. And then I also figure out that uh, we have to uh, find out our own definitions that work for us and we have to define our own path. So meanwhile, Alok Verma says when we eat our food, how many times do we think about how this food was harvested, grown, plucked, cooked, if we can do that? It's mindfulness in eating. So look, uh, we all have different perspectives. So what Alok Vama has experienced in his life, he is mentioning. And what you have experienced in your life, you're mentioning, though we may agree, we may not. However, this is the beauty of life. All right. Uh, now, Arijit says mindfulness is about being fully aware of oneself, being live to each and every moment. Whereas uh, Mudit, I strongly feel that it's absolutely impossible to live in in mindfulness state each and every moment uh, for normal human beings like us you got to be really a uh, you know saint or a sage in order to do that and a lot of practice goes into it but yeah by definition it is an acceptable definition and we got to do it ultimately if, if we have to reach at that evolved stage so shidur says to some people stress acts as negative reinforcement and motivates them to accomplish their goals i don't know how good that is for their mental health though. Yeah, absolutely. You have made a very strong practical point, uh, Shidush, because um, uh, when we are happy, you know, we can say that, yeah, stress is good and then it keeps you inspired and motivated. But uh, when we ourselves are truly stressed out or in depression, we feel like stress is the worst thing that has happened to us in life. Is it not? Uh, so that's what. Now let's proceed ahead. Another comment Maheshwara Rao V says, Thank you so much, Maheshwara, for being on this show. There is a stress in everyone's life. Stress is essential to keep you pushing ahead. That's positive stress. There's also negative stress, and negative stress must be avoided. Absolutely. So, uh, like you were mentioning that this is one theoretical definition and practical aspect is different. Now, I would love to ask from you, what is mindfulness? You've already spoken. How is mindfulness related to leadership? Okay, great. Uh, so, you know, it's a great question because uh, I believe we're all leaders. You know, whether you're at home, you're a parent, you're leading your child. 
you know, you are a role model. Your uh, people look up to you when you're at work. You people look up to you in your organization, right? So how you come through in real life is a function of how you are within. Mm -hmm. So we've all experienced bosses, you know, those the kinds who just have a terrible temper, who are completely, you know, totally uh, demanding and just have no compassion at all, right? Now, the question is, how can you lead when you yourself are not in control? So True. leadership and mindfulness, I'll tell you, there are four things that come. Firstly, okay. mm -hmm. the mind of a leader is what mm -hmm. impacts his behavior, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. His behavior impacts the team that's around. The way the team interacts with everybody is what develops culture in an organization. And that culture is what decides whether the organization does well or not. Okay. So if you have leaders who are disruptive, and I'll just say there are four critical things in leadership which are related to mindfulness. The first thing is being self-aware. How aware are you of your own emotions? How aware of you of you know the things that you do well and the things that you don't do well okay mm -hmm. how aware so it's a lot about yourself how the way mm -hmm. you behave how do you interact with people so there's a mm -hmm. whole you know science behind self-awareness mm -hmm. the second part is self-leadership mm -hmm. what is your purpose right most mm -hmm. of us are unable to truly define what we're meant to do in this world because we're constantly following what mm. our parents thought or what you know the world was about or what our teachers mm. said or what society says mm. right? so you constantly keep following somebody else's dream and then a lot of people get very disillusioned along the way you know so around uh, earlier on it used to be the 40s now i can see it mm. happening you know much earlier when people mm. decide that they've gone a certain way in life and then they're not happy because this is not who you are Right? Mm -hmm. You're not following what you were meant to do. But to be able to truly focus in and figure out what your true calling is and not get distracted, that also requires a certain amount of mindfulness. Okay? Mm -hmm. So yeah. self-leadership. So if I was just, you know, my first bucket was self-awareness. The second bucket is self-leadership. Yeah. When you have self-awareness, then you're able to be, you know, in sync with, let's say, for example, your team's awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, your ability when you have empathy and compassion and you can then work in team because not everybody, mm -hmm. it's like five fingers in a, in a hand, right? All the mm -hmm. fingers are different, but in a guess what? In a team, you need a, a successful team, right? You need great sales, you need great marketing, you need great product, you need great engineering and you need, you know, somebody to manage the accounts. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you work, especially, you know, internationally in Dubai, you know, I've worked with over 200, the 220 nationalities. Mm -hmm. Everybody's ability to speak English is not the same. You yeah. know, people come from a different cultural context. This is yeah. the, yeah. a lot, lot of us, are, you know, uh, let's say people from the, uh, you know, who are not good in English tend to think in their language first and then they translate. Mm -hmm. So your ability to deal with people. And you know how your team functions is a function of how mindful you are. And finally, it's the team leadership. You know what happens in the organization. So an organization that is led by people who are not mindful of themselves, what their goals are with dysfunctional teams just cannot perform. Whereas organizations where people are mindful, you know, their ability to deal with 
themselves. They're not out of control, which means they don't shout, scream, and you know, mm -hmm. create a completely destructive environment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your mm -hmm. ability to be empathetic to the needs of your team members. Somebody's mm -hmm. a little, you know, uh, low that day. You don't know what's going on, right? Because people come to work for eight hours or 10 hours, but they also have personal lives. How do you relate to your team, right? How do you, how do you build that team spirit? You know, in any game, you'll see whether it's cricket or soccer or anything else. You know, you may, be, you may have stars, but guess what? Some days they don't perform. Somebody else performs. So how do you carry everybody? And unless you're, you know, in sync with, firstly, yourself, manage yourself mm -hmm. in a certain manner, and your ability to work in team, you can't have any successful team. And when teams mm -hmm. are not successful, uh, organizations or teams, you know, larger entities just cannot function. Mm -hmm. And Google had done a study, you know, where they had engineers from all over the world. And they, they said, what, what makes teams really successful? And mm -hmm. the single most important thing that came out was psychological safety. Mm -hmm. It came out before technical skills. It came out before, uh, you know, your ability to take decisions. Because what happens is, unless people feel safe in an organization, mm -hmm. right, and they feel that they're in an environment that, you know, actually supports them and helps them grow, people are going to start withholding information. Mm -hmm. They will not share. They will be, you know, present just exactly. And we've all seen that at work. You know, there's some who just do the least amount that's required. And there's some others who get totally involved. Right. So therefore, you know, being able to build that safe environment, being able to be empathetic, all these things are a function of mindfulness. And that's why mindfulness is so linked with, you know, the days of, uh, let's say, for example, we live in different worlds. You know, mm -hmm. there was a time when Jack Welch was the iconic leader. He single-handedly took on GE and made it profitable. And mm -hmm. it was, you know, his way. But mm -hmm. the world has changed because today the internet has equalized most things in the sense that everybody has access to information. Okay? So it's not that somebody is, you know, at a higher level, yes, experience may be higher. Somebody may have a few technical skills, but information is available to everybody. Sure. How you use that information, how you're able to deal with the people around you, how you're able to you know, work in teams, that's what makes organizations successful. Mm -hmm. You know, if you thought, like when we were growing up, you know, we thought our parents were kind of old fashioned and, you know, one generation away. Today, there is nothing your teenage kid knows or doesn't know that you know and they know it a lot faster than you and i ever did simply okay. because it's available yeah Madhuri. so uh i would i mean while you were talking i was consistently thinking of those eight celebrities including uh, uh the uh, jeff weiner and then you know including uh, oprah winfrey and others that they have been doing some spiritual practice or other in their life for long. So I was thinking, is mindfulness related to finding a purpose? If it is, how is it related and how does it change? And then after that, I would also love to uh, experience that along with you through a practice session. So please let us know how is it related to finding a purpose? And if the audience has answers, I would love to know their views as well. Okay. So like all practices, right? Yeah. They start somewhere. Yeah. Now, the West has popularized mindfulness today, and that's why the rest of the world is taking it. Mm 
but mindfulness existed for thousands and thousands of centuries. Yeah, and it existed in the eastern part of the world. So there's nothing yeah. new. All yeah. these practices of meditation, uh, you know, breath, all of that originally started so that human beings could evolve to a higher spiritual purpose. Okay, so that was the original conception. So let's say, for example, Buddhism apparently is attributed to popularizing this form of uh, spiritual practice, which is mindfulness. But breath and thought and knowledge and uh, meditation existed thousands of years. Buddha was probably around 600 AD or BC, right? But, you know, you have texts which go back 10,000 BC, which talk about all these things. So at those times, yes, it started off as a spiritual practice. But guess what? Managing breath and, manage and doing meditation actually helps you solve a lot of other things. Yeah. Because in your spiritual journey, what you need to be able to deal with the basics of life. You want to handle stress. You want to improve your health. You want to become, get some peace of mind. You want to you know, achieve a lot of other basic things before you can get onto the path where you say, you've got to experience the world before you can say, okay, I'm beyond the world. right? And let me now go in for spiritual. So therefore, a lot of these practices today are being used in a way to help more common people. And those mm -hmm. practices which were originally, you see, most spiritual practice takes a lot of effort and practice. But, you know, today we are in this uh, fast, um, you know, five-minute, two-minute Maggie world, right? You want everything quick. You want it now. So these practices have actually got modified, the original practices. And now you have two sets of practices. One is, let's say, what I call a micro-practice, which you can do in a minute or 30 seconds. Right, mm -hmm. that's micro. And mm -hmm. then you have dedicated practices, which like it's like going to the gym, right? You go and you work out and you, you spend 30 minutes in a gym. You can spend mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes doing a meditation. Mm -hmm. But some people don't have uh, you know, that kind of time. Mm -hmm. So there are practices in mindfulness that you can do mm -hmm. in 30 seconds, in a minute, and mm -hmm. in two minutes. You mm -hmm. know why? And I, let me share something. If, if uh, you know, let's say, for example, breath is used mm -hmm. as one way to get more awareness. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You carry breath wherever you go, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing that differentiates uh, somebody who's alive and somebody who's dead is breath. So it's there with you mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you don't need anything else. You don't need a phone. You don't need an app. You don't need anything else to do a, this micro practice. Sure. If you close your eyes mm -hmm. and just focus on your breath coming in and going out, mm -hmm. that is going to help you start your awareness practice because it's mm -hmm. going to take away your awareness from the outside world mm -hmm. and take it inward. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're waiting for a meeting. You're driving, mm -hmm. you know, you're sitting at the back of your car and your driver's uh, driving you to work. You have a 20, 30 minute drive. Close your eyes and just focus on your breath. Just watch it come in, watch it go out. Nothing else is required. That itself, 30 seconds or one minute of doing that is what's going to help you become a lot more aware for that moment. Absolutely. Like everything, the more you practice, the better you get it. Yeah. yeah.
Thank you, Madhit. So meanwhile, let's read some of the comments. Siddhika Jain says, mindfulness meditation calms the wandering mind, at least to some extent. And we begin to experience greater clarity. Yes, Siddhika, I really hope that uh, we can get more clarity around it today. And uh, with the live session that we are going to have uh, through Madhit, we'll be able to practice it and learn the nuances of it. Meanwhile, Maheshwara Rao says, mindfulness is the state of mind which constantly keeps you guiding on doing what things at right times and thereby helping you uh, keep uh, negative stress at bay. Absolutely. Uh, Deepak Sharmaji, welcome to the show. I would love to read your comment. Deepak Sharma says mindfulness is byproduct of dhyana. Without yoga, one cannot do dhyana. Dhyana is supreme practice to connect self-energy with cosmic energy. These, team, these terms are selling terms to satisfy and selling the product of these things. Dhyan and yoga are not quick practices. Yeah, rightly mentioned as uh, Mudita also shared that these are there are some micro practices which can be done quickly. For example, in the uh, quick world, you know, that's what Westerners have come up with. And there are some subtle yet need a lot more practice uh, kind of uh, things that can be done. And these are macro level things. Now let's read. I have got some interesting comments. Let me scroll up and uh, read. So, uh, Daltro Vieira says, Catherine C, I ended up watching this live today. Thank you so much, uh, Daltro, for being here. Swapnil says, I feel to say that being mindfulness accompanied with appropriate action will determine the purpose. Absolutely, absolutely agreed with you. And uh, meanwhile, Arup uh, Bhattacharji says, Vinesh Sharma, uh, simple steps, simple process. So why not just try? The first step is usually the hardest. Absolutely, Arup, I agree with you. And I also remember your and my conversations that, you know, towards the content marketing part, that first steps are initially harder and we all got to try that. So uh, meanwhile, Kirti Kumar Singh, uh, let me wait. Kirti Kumar Singh has written, does meditation extend thought process? Is that so? Madhit, what's your take on it? Okay. See, meditation is a, is like, you know, is a big, that's the original part, right? So mindfulness, there are over 112 different types of meditation. And this is all chronicled in uh, the ancient texts. Okay. Yeah. Mindfulness is one of those types that you take, which is focusing hmm. on the present, which is just, you know, so you could have traditional practices. You could be visualizing something. You could be chanting something. You could be, uh, you know, uh, there are, you know, visualizing some higher purpose. And there are many, many types, right? So in mindfulness, it's about focusing on being present. Okay. Yeah. This is, you don't, you're not supposed to think of anything. You're not supposed to form an impression in your mind. You're not supposed to focus on an object. You're not supposed to focus on. So it's just about concentrating on the present. And what is the most visible form of being present is your breath. Because it's always there with you, right? I mean, it's something that you're carrying along with you. So which is why this particular practice is just to clarify some of the comments that are coming in, right? So meditation is your big subset and mindfulness is one part of that subset. But mindfulness is really an outcome, right? So how do you become more present? You become more present by becoming a little less distracted with the universe. Right. So if you're constantly, you know, focused on objects and beings which are outside of you, you'll be less aware of what's happening within you. So basically, 
I'm, all I'm saying is people call it different things. But to me, mindfulness is an outcome. It's an outcome of a calm mind. It's an outcome of a, a mind that's knowledgeable and an outcome of a mind that is stable. And, you know, all of us do different things because I can tell you there are innumerable methods of uh, meditation and all these steps go to one common purpose. You know, and originally, like I said, it was all conceived for your evolution as a human being. You know, I forget the, I mean, that is, you know, those are fundamental truths. But today, it's very difficult because we live in a different age. There's too much stimulation and there's too much happening outside. And our interest is, you know, the people who conceived of meditation and all those things originally were at a different level of awareness. Today, we are very externally focused. We're not internally focused, right? So how do you manage in this world? And mindfulness is one of those ways to manage in this modern world. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's read some of the comments that we have got. So Shashank Jaiswal, thank you so much for being here. Shashank is uh, regularly coming on our show. So he says, stress can come many ways. We cannot control it, but how nicely we handle this, how to come out. That's where uh, one temperament or skill of handling stress comes out. Absolutely. So I was just uh, going through uh, some of the previous comments. And uh, Shraddha says, I used to sleep while performing yoga in early morning in my school days. I love my sleep, especially in the early morning. Thank you so much for sharing your view. And then Sharmili uh, says, for dealing with stress, I used to do a mirror work and listen daily a 15 minute affirmation video in morning and before sleeping. Yeah, Sharmili, I've also practiced, uh, you know, um, uh, affirmations for a long, long, really long time um, in the past. And Maheshwara Rao says effective meditation helps create mindfulness. Absolutely. So as uh, Mudin has also pointed out uh, from the Vigyan era that there are 112 types of uh, meditations and then, you know, meditation of any kind will actually lead you to the uh, state of uh, blissfulness and uh, there are a number of things. And I'm not surprised if uh, ultimately mindfulness Mudit, comes out uh, as one of those 112 meditations. Though I myself Absolutely. have not practiced all those 112, but I've practiced some of them so uh, i'm not surprised if someone comes out and shares yes this is the meditation number so and so from vigyan bhairav that's the mindfulness western world that's has picked up yeah and uh yeah so deepak sharma uh, is a very evolved personality uh, spiritually and i would love to read his comment he says 112 kinds of dhyana practices are well defined in vigyan bhairav and there are 112 breathing exercises accompanied accompanied uh, with the 112 kinds of uh, chitta uh, sthiti, all stages depend on the person's inner level. Choose any one which you can practice. Yeah. And at the same time, it is also mentioned, Deepakji, that, you know, you have to do practice of one of the meditations among 112 for some time. Give it some time, maybe give it some days, some weeks, some months, and then, uh, uh, you know, go to the another one to figure out which one suits you most. And then Sean Wonzo from US says, hi, hello, sisters and brothers. Thank you so much, Sean, for being there. Arijit says, uh, mindfulness practice over time can enable us to let go and assist in our peace, inner peace. Absolutely. Now let's come to practice of it. I would love to have a practice session, quick practice session if we can have and uh, yeah. see how is it impacting our state of mind. So I want each one of you to observe your current state of mind. What state of mind are you in? What is the kind of level of stress? And once this session is over, let's share our comments. How did we all feel? 
did it make a difference so if it made difference is it worthwhile to keep practicing mindfulness every single day even if it is for small time so let's figure out and let's follow his instructions yeah on to you madhu yeah before i do that i'll just add one point you know that you yeah. mentioned instead yeah. of trying different meditations right it's like digging trying to dig for a well yeah if you dig for a well in 112 different places you're just going to go 10 feet down but if you dig one well and you keep digging the same amount of energy you'd have spent you know if you do that 112 times you, the same amount you will go let's say if you one effort is 10 112 means you'll go much further down and the yeah. further you, you know go down in a practice the stronger your practice becomes the stronger the result so while yeah. variety may be good for food when it comes to your own spiritual growth follow something and do it well and do it often because yeah, now this is better than you know tomes of reading or discussing or whatever yeah yeah madit i strongly agree with you that uh, it's better to adopt one single sitting posture for sadhana one single uh, you know sadhana practice and one single uh, you know thing to do however at the same time before reaching to that one single practice or one single meditation i personally believe it's also important that we actually see that variety for some time at least we should be aware that there are 112 meditations we yes. say these yes. these 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 that book reading i got that thick book of osho that mm-hmm. talks about those 112 meditations and that has taken me years to not even reach half of that book you know so every Absolutely. time one reads that one meditation one feels like dwelling into it practicing it enjoying it relishing it and then uh, i mean uh, i agree with you one is important but before we actually reach out to one it's always great idea to actually explore several and then finally zero down to one i mean i just thought i should sure. share my perspective with you yeah so no, let's absolutely. start practicing so, yeah absolutely let's do that and uh, yeah. i just like to invite everybody to gently close your eyes yeah and as you close your eyes start focusing on your breath what's the quality of your breath is the breath thick is the breath thin breathe in positivity breathe out negativity Breathe in good health. Breathe out disease. Breathe in oxygen and breathe out anything that doesn't serve you. Breathe in positivity and let go of negativity. If there are thoughts that are coming, it's okay. Acknowledge them. But don't get carried away by them. Thoughts are natural. 
Don't get carried away by the emotion, the drama. Just say, hello, I know you're there. I'll come back to you. I'm meditating right now. And as you go deeper, imagine a beautiful white light which is entering your head. And it's a healing light. That light has come to heal you. And now that light is healing your brain. And every single part of your brain is now getting healed. The neurons are connecting, they're becoming healthy. All traces of Alzheimer's, dyslexia, memory loss, everything is getting removed and your brain is becoming completely healthy. And your brain is glowing. Now thank your brain from the bottom of your heart. Thank it for working 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, without asking you for a weekend, for a holiday, for a break. Thank your brain for giving it, for giving you all the energy and making sure everything works okay in your body. And now imagine that white light moving further down and it begins to heal your eyes. And your lens and your retina, everything is becoming perfectly fine. Your eyes that get stressed from watching too much of blue screen, computer, mobile is now all relaxed. And now your eyes are so full of life, energized. Thank your eyes for helping you see the beautiful colors in this world. Thank your eyes to, that allow you to see the mountains and the waterfall and your family all the love around you. And now that light, white light goes towards your ears and begins to heal your ears. The eardrums are now fine. The cochlea is fine. The inside and outside pressure is fine. 
and your ears are completely healed. Thank your ears for allowing you to hear this beautiful music. For allowing you to hear the beautiful voices of your family and friends. Thank you, ears. Now imagine that white light going to your nose. And now your nose is getting completely healed. Thank your nose for helping you breathe in oxygen that gives you life. And now there's no disease, no virus in your nose. And that white light comes down to your mouth. And now begins to heal your entire mouth. And thank your tongue and mouth for allowing you to taste the most beautiful food, the fruits. Now your face is completely healed and allow that white light to heal your neck. All the stress that accumulates around the neck is released and your head is able to stand strong and as you move now down the white light is healing your shoulders and releasing it of all the stress everything is gone thank your shoulders for carrying your entire upper part and that white light now moves towards your lungs and is healing your lungs. Every part is being repaired. Every bronchiole is working fine. Every alveoli is working fine. And thank your lungs for sharing that oxygen in that blood, taking in the carbon dioxide and sending out all the waste absorbing all the oxygen now your heart is being healed by the white light and all the arteries are clean all the veins are clean the ventricles are clean and the aorta is pumping blood. Thank your heart for working 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It's the seat of your emotion. And now your heart is completely healed. And that white light now moves towards your stomach, healing it.
and your stomach is healed and now that white light moves towards your liver and pancreas and every organ the kidneys everything is completely healed within your body and as you move to the lower half your hips are healed thank you hips your organs are healed move down towards the thighs thank your thighs for providing you allowing you to walk for allowing you to run thank your knees everything is healed now and they're relaxed thank your knees for allowing your legs to bend as the white light moves down thank your calves the calves are healed as you move down thank your ankles they allow your feet to bend and thank your feet because they allow you to stand and take the weight of the entire body and stay in this state of gratefulness and wish that the world is peaceful thank the trees giving you oxygen thank the beautiful mountains thank every single human being on this earth for making this earth a better place may everybody succeed may everybody be happy may everybody be kind and loving and the world is a much better place and gradually enjoy that now gradually bring your attention back to your breath and as you come back gradually move the toes of your feet and your fingers when you're ready start rubbing your fingers generate a certain amount of heat and when you can feel the sensation of warmth take that heat of your palms and put it on your eyes and heal them rub your hands again make it warm when it's warm take that warm towards your ears your face your shoulders whenever you're ready gradually open your eyes and come back